Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? What's another Melchester Odyssey? Of course, we're going through every issue of Roy of the Rovers. And I think we started in about 1980. We're up to um, 1984. Uh, I have in my possession issues that go through about 1989 so you know this ain't stopping anytime soon um but i have in my right hand um hand fans hand fact fans (laughs) uh my little subgenre of top flight um fans yeah little sub really they they, they call themselves the hand fans and they're obsessed with your hand and what's in each of them yeah and which one it is what's in Andy's um, hands as well there's a lot of a lot of uh, the Chinese gambling market as well oh, a yeah. lot of activity over this part of the podcast where I reveal which hand I've got the uh, I've got the uh, the issue in uh, I was looking earlier on and for this one it was uh, 6 to 5 left hand um, mm. 11 to 8 right hand and uh, 100 to 30 both hands <laughs> Um, they weren't offering a market for no hands, which is weird. Strange. Because you could easily there have it go. lent up against something. But, of course, if I was to bet on myself, that would be... Uh, the, the podcast elders would come come down to me like a ton of bricks. I'd be looking at, like, a three-year ban from my own podcast. You'd have Buxton on the you blower. Can't, you can't do that. That'd be, um... If you... If those... You watch out if those Malaysian syndicates get to you, start leaning on oh, you exactly. to to hold yeah. it in a particular hand and whatnot. <laughs> Can't be having that. So in the in in my right hand, still in my right hand, it's the twenty first of April, nineteen eighty four issue of Roy of the Rovers, and right across the top, Sam, mm. here's a little something for you. Mm. Sign, please. Doesn't tell us who it is, but it just says West Ham Super Striker. Super Striker. Well, it's nine, Super Striker it's, West Ham, nineteen eighty four, April nineteen. We are looking at Tony Cotty's just broken into the team the previous year, so it may well right. be him because he was hot stuff. He wasn't yet top mm. striker, but he was a, a bright young star. If it's not him, you got to look at Paul Goddard. Possibly. Who else? Maybe Dave Swindlehurst, uh, Pat Holland. Are you prepared to make a guess? I'm going to go Paul Goddard. Incorrect. I'll give you one more guess. Tony Cotty. And it was... Oh, I said him, didn't I? He said Swindlehurst. 
Interesting. He didn't make it an official guest, I guess. I've got a cousin. So, I've got a cousin who actually went to a private school in London. Oh. That's not the end of the story. Although it's a story in itself, obviously. A weird weird one. Irrelevant story, I would have said, if that was the story. Mm, Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, listen to this. His football coach was Dave Swindlehurst. Fucking hell. Right. Um, And that that is an insight to the life of the private schoolboy, right? Because what's interesting Mm. about that is, do private schools even play competitive football against each other? I don't know. I would have thought they'd play rugby, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I'd imagine their football matches if, you know, St Marmaduke's plays against, you know, Lord Sebastian's upper, yeah. right? Then they're going to be pretty, no offence, but it's going to be a pretty soppy football match. The, yeah, lots of um, slapping. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, with their white velvet gloves on. and their, and their Crying. And their pantaloons and, the, yeah, crying just, for crying for Nana. I'm right. just wondering what David Swindlehurst's uh, background would be that might make him suitable for teaching in a private school. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, I, I, I asked my cousin about this, right? And basically, right, these these private schools, they got more money than they know what to do with, benefiting from their charitable yeah. fucking status, which is a joke, right? They go out and they just hire pros to be teachers mm. at their school, yeah. right? They go, well, we're just going to... We're not going to have the psycho PE teacher who just also doubles up as manager of the football team like the school, mm. like scum schools do. We're going to hire fucking... Get me, I don't know, David Swindlehurst. Let's make him the football, the-, the football senior. Get me one of the best. Get me Swindlehurst. I want Swindlehurst. And they just hired fucking Swindlehurst. And my cousin... Said that they he was known as Mister Swindles. Wow. Well, he, he's uh, he's he's listed on LinkedIn, right? David Swindlehurst, mm. and he is PE teacher at Herodian School. That's the school. He's well, still there. Be. Yeah, that's near my yeah, house, mate. There. I could bump into him been any in, day. You might do, yeah. If you hang around outside a public school, you might well do. Well, I do find if myself going. Might walk the dog past it. Well, they'll set their dogs on you, probably, if you hire them too much. Pardon me. Could you not walk your horrible, scrappy dog near our school? <laughs> it ain't yeah. a public park. I walk where I want with my dog. Not past here, you uh, won't. Is, is, isn't that dog a mongrel of some kind? Hey, a cockapoo, actually. Yeah. Well, that is a mongrel. It's got a proper name. It's a mix of two breeds, and therefore it's it is a mongrel. mongrel. No, it ain't a cockapoo. It cost me a few quid as it goes. That- they got a website for it and everything. Yeah. Oh, my girl. Yeah, if, if you're interested, though, I will flog it, yeah? I mean, I love the little bastard, but if you're offering cash, we can do a bit of business. No, we just want to buy your mongrel hound. Everything's got a price, isn't it? <laughs> hey, is it true Mr Swindle still works there, teaching all them posh kids how to play football? Yeah, maybe he'll be interested he in buying it. Dog? You could train this dog to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you could. I mean, he ain't, you know, he ain't a natural fighter, but if you bash him about a bit, it gives him a little bit of needle, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it says it says here, 
Dave Swindlehurst, PE teacher, Herodian School, September 95 to present day. Mm. 27 years. Fucking hell, what a stint he's put in there. Well, I've got to say, mate, I don't know how much they get paid. If there are any private school teachers listening, get in touch and tell mm. us. Confidentially, but just because we're interested, how much do you reckon this fella yeah. will be paid? Because there's a lot of... I mean, that school... Um, I happen to know that... <laughs> now, who was it? I've got to get this right. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Knopfler's kids went there, mate. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you're listening, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> right. Whoa, this the school, little Knopflers. This school fucking Fuck taught the Knopflers. And well, like a few famous people had their kids there. I've got... I, I want to say Brian May as well. Um... It's a bit of it's one of these sort of like trendy private schools that's not like right. It's like for yeah, it's like rock stars might send their kids there or something because it's pretty chilled out. But it's I mean it's you walk past it, it looks like a fucking holiday camp. Like no, not a holiday camp, not the sort of holiday camp that the likes of you or I would attend. Not a Butlins, more no. like a high end no. spa yoga retreat holiday camp, right? And mm. uh, Mr. Swindles. No wonder he's been there because I reckon he's getting a decent salary and he's like, fucking hell, this is a charmed life. I fucking rock up at this school every day. These little posh twats, I fucking tell them the basics. No one fucking understands. None they have it. None the gaffer there, master. No one understands football anyway, so I could really be doing whatever the fuck I want. No one will question it. And uh, yeah, happy days. Easy life. No wonder I've been there all this time. Where's Swindles from originally, mate? What's it say <clears throat> on his wiki page? Uh, he grew up... He was born in Edgware, and then he went through the ranks at Crystal Palace. Right. So... Um, my my cousin did road, say yeah. this is quite a bad thing. The other... Because, I, I, you know, when I, first, I found this out years ago, it's only just come back to me now that you've said... And I obviously did a bit of digging, and I said, you know... What to, what's what's the deal? Is he a good teacher? Is he a nice bloke? And he did say that he was a nice guy, but he was very much of the old school, right? Oh. And sometimes he would casually say things about opposition players and teams that they played <laughs> that were <laughs> startling, but it mm. was in the spirit of he didn't mean nothing by it, like... It was just yeah. that he he was of a different era, Dave Swindlehurst. Yeah, just trying to get an edge. He'd say things edge, that weren't the most politically correct, and even these yeah, little posh yeah, bastards would say, apparently, they'd go, Mr yeah. Swindlehurst, Mr Swindlehurst, you can't say that, it's offensive. And he'd be like, oh, can't you? oh I'm sorry about that. I hope you know that I didn't mean to mean any offence. That sort of stuff. Well... It's got fifteen hundred pupils and one hundred and twenty members of staff, so that's quite a high um, ratio, I guess. It's definitely not classes of thirty-eight kids, is it? Um, <coughs> no. Uh, twenty-five grand about a year. This school. How much? Twenty-five. Twenty-five, 25 about this school. Twenty-five grand a year, sixth form. Twenty-one seven hundred thirteen to fifteen years. And there's also fees for lunch, insurance. And registration, which come to approximately fifteen hundred a year. 
What so on top of good. on top of the normal? On top of the fees. Yeah. Insurance. What's that? That makes me sound like no. that. That makes it sound like that geezer in Carry On <coughs> Camping who keeps sending the hidden charges. That's a pound. You also got your yeah, lad. Yeah, oh, that's a pound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Insurance. Well, we've got to insure them, haven't we? Yeah, we well, don't. That's fucking yeah, covered sorry, by my would... twenty-five grand. You can. Oh no, no, no. no that just covers the teaching fees. Don't cover insurance. <laughs> fire and theft. Your kid could be thieved or set fire to any day. And there's <laughs> that, you won't get any compensation if you ain't got insurance. <laughs> Some of our teachers are of the old school, so they might get hurt, you know. <laughs> Can't guarantee anything. There's Can't some put a notable price on discipline. Pupils. Some notable former pupils on the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Uh, I really haven't heard of any of them. Robert Pattinson, I've heard of him. Yeah, he's a local he's lad. Films, I, isn't he? I've seen him in the pub, yeah. Uh, he plays Lots Batman of now. Tom, Tom Sturridge. Not heard of him. No. Actor probably. George Mackay, also an actor. Right. Will Poulter, actor. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard Chronicles of, of Narnia. Yeah, you yeah. Heard of him, have you? Yeah. Uh, Will Hurd, musician. Uh, Jack and Finn Harries, who are YouTubers. <laughs> oh, fuck's okay. sake. You spent uh, 25... Uh, imagine if you're yeah, there, old man. I'll put 25 Liver- grand a year... For seven fucking years, you even done six of them, and now Itch. you're a fucking YouTuber. You dicking about on the fucking internet. I didn't have to fuck. fuck me. I mean, fair play if I say you want to make a living, but I didn't. I didn't have fucking spent all that money on you being taught Latin and getting football lessons from Dave Swindlehurst himself for this. What are you doing? You know, all you're doing now is fucking filming yourself putting fucking Mentos in a fucking bar full of Coca-Cola. <laughs> like a couple of cunts. Is that what they fucking do? Is that what my money went on? Fuck's sake. Uh, who's the other one? Uh, Abigail Laurie, uh, Scottish actress. No. And Isabel Getty, who is an American singer, visual artist and socialite. Whoa. From the get from the Getty family, I guess. What do you want to be Daughter when of- you when you leave this expensive school? A socialite. Well, you've come to the right yeah. place. Get a funny about, go to parties and, and that. I reckon me and you are socialites in a way. I Pretty mean, much. We know people. A lot like being socialites. We, we yeah. know people. We sometimes we just, go places. We just choose not to go out very much. Yeah, but we could socialite it up every night if we really wanted to. If we if we wanted to, if we had the energy. Yeah, or the uh, enthusiasm for it, but we have neither. So, uh, but yeah, we've got we're potential socialites. So well, um, all I can say yeah, is I good luck we've... to old Swindlehurst. If yeah. if that's the way he's yeah. earning a crust, I I would see it as exploiting idiotic posh people who are trying mm. to contribute to divisions and create elites and by extension ghettos in society. Um, that's what they want to do. Um, and you are taking their money, and in a way you're exploiting them, and I agree with that. He's he's a bit like salt beer, but in yeah. in football and education, form. I think, yeah. But um, the thing is, that school's right near where I live, and I'm going to keep an eye out for him from now on. I must should. have encountered him before, but you I, you I wonder whether I would recognise him outside. now. All right. Should oh, hello. Pop- are you here for a meeting? Nah, nothing like that. I... Oh, so you're not a parent. I'm a parent, but I send my kids out to the free school. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, I mean, this this place, my mate, Andy, you know, from Sunderland. What? Yeah, he looked it up on Wikipedia, and he says it costs 25 fucking bags of sand to, to come here every year. 
Um, yeah, yes, well, we do put a price on, on good education. Yeah, well, there's no way I can afford that. No, I'm just in seeing Mr. Swindlehurst around. I heard he t- taught him football. I just wondered if I could have a chat, maybe get an autograph off of him, like. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, who did West Ham sell Sunderland to? Of course, it was Sunderland in 1985. Right? How did he perform yeah, he was, for uh, Sunderland, do you remember? Uh, 11 goals in 72 appearances. Oh, that's not good, that's not is great, it? is it? Not, I mean, he got he got sixteen in sixty one for West Ham, so that's not great either. But he was no. more of a, a a target man, you know, a hold up, hold up. Yeah, merchant. yeah, he was one of those strikers. He, he, he wasn't there yeah. to score the goals. He was there He'd to knock, cause knock it chaos down for the for the likes of Cotty, Cotty, yeah, and Goddard and people like that. Yeah. Uh, whereas I don't think it's something we had anybody from it knock it down to. Just knock it down to their defenders. Um, well, we've got half an episode out of David Swindler, so that's nice. We should probably. Look at the uh, Roy of the Roves. It's a very weird one. This, it's the um, it's the FA Cup semi final, and Melchester are playing in their away kit of white shirt with red shorts. But when you look at the pages two and three, all the panels pretty much look the same, with the same kind of crowd and everything. It's mm. it's almost unsettling to look at. Um, but we'll we'll do our best with it. Um, Walford Rovers, it says, the club which Roy Race once briefly managed and Melchester Rovers had reached the semi-finals of the FA Cup. They had been kept apart, but Roy was clearly tense. I'm tense. As Melchester prepared... I'm clearly tense! As Melchester prepared to kick off in their semi-final against Western Villa. And, of course, they're going to play Walford in the Cup final. We know this. It's obvious. Um, So they're kicking off. As the ref looking at his watch, whistle to the lips. Roy's thinking, here we go. In just a few seconds, Walford will be kicking off too. And I mean, you know, he um, when he was at Walford, he was obsessed with Melchester. Now he's at Melchester again, he seems to be obsessed with freaking Walford. There's no, there's no peace in this man's mind, is there? Well, you'll never reach peace or contentment if you're seeking sort of outside validation. You know, mm, fulfillment elsewhere. The, the piece yeah. you're looking for yeah. is inside yourself, and Roy needs it to is. love himself unconditionally, but he can't. Yeah. He's always looking to third parties to sort of, you know, yeah. validate him or fill that hole inside of him. And that's why the man is a fucking bucket of stress, right? Yeah. All he is is a, a fucking walking, talking ball of fucking stress and anxiety. I've also noticed mm. something else about him. Maybe it's because they're wearing an unusual away kit that we haven't seen that much of before. All white shirt, red shorts, mm. and quite fetching socks. A little bit Crystal Palace. They're white socks with a blue blue and red hoops around them. Um, the top and in the middle. Yeah, quite natty, actually. A uh, little yeah. bit sort of 60s, kind of a mod feel to them. Anyway, have they, you noticed? They, I don't good know if, when you when you compare the, the the paucity of detail on the shirt itself, which yeah, could look as if you sort of got it from Sainsbury's. That's what's fascinating. There's no kit manufacturer on there, but they've gone to town on the socks. Yeah, I like it. It doesn't look like the sort of kit that people were wearing in the eighties. It looks more like the sixties because it's like just a plain white top. Anyway, I think in both these opening frames, he looks like he's lost weight because his head looks too big for his body. Either he's lost a lot mm. of weight due to stress. Or his hair, which is really starting to look just like one of the fellas from Buck's Fizz, right? Um, what are their names again, um, mate? Bobby G and Mike Nolan. 
they both had this exact hairstyle. Am I right in saying they that? Did. Yeah. And it's huge. It's kind of been blow dried. It's got a centre part in. It's buffont, and uh, it's it's huge. And so it's mm. it, it's made his head look way too big for his body. I I blame the stress. Yeah, I think you can put everything down to stress in the end, can't you? Mm. So he, he's stressed. He's tense. It says here, he's clearly tense. <clears throat> but he's thinking, I've got to forget about them and concentrate on this game. As uh, Rob Richards p- kicks off and passes it to him. Do you miss the kickoff where two players were on the centre spot? A lot. And one would just p- pass it to the other? I have no idea why they got rid of that. It's just another pointless mm. affectation that's been introduced mm. by bureaucrats and hipsters. Gianni Infantino. It feels more uh, ceremonial than the current kickoff style, I think. Yeah. But anyway, I always thought they should that. drop the ball from above. Yeah. Either that or fire it from a small funnel. Well, I mean, when you see your match of the day or at the beginning of matches in the Premier League, when they come out of the tunnel and the, the ball's there on a plinth mm. and the referee picks it off the plinth. I've said this before, but how hard would it be with all the money in football to put a jet of air mm. in that plinth so, so it that was the floating. ball's just floating? Mm. That would be so good. And what about if they had that jet of air emanating from the centre mm. spot, right, of the game? Oh. So it was hovering, say, four foot, above the centre spot the ref blew his whistle and each captain or even better each club cunt please call your club cunt to the centre circle cunts forward cunts forward and the captain beckons forward the club cunt sometimes the captain and the club cunt are one and the same sometimes not yeah quite often and uh, they each each club cunt has to stand on the edge of the circle and when the whistle goes peep peep Right, they both have to yeah. fucking steam in murder ball Run style and they both yeah. have to fucking thunder in at the ball that is being held aloft by the jet air. And Is the ball still get, airborne or does it drop when the whistle goes? I quite like it being does airborne. It bounce? Oh, yeah, maybe it bounces. It bounce. I love the idea of them both fucking just flying in two foot. It's a bit mm. like a drop ball. Yeah. But it's yeah. an extreme drop ball. Well, they've removed the drop ball, the competitive drop ball now as well, haven't they? That's there can annoying. only be one player. Involved in a drop ball. Drop balls, drop balls were like almost the best thing in football. Yeah. yeah like when I, I'm sure the, there's clips of Graham Sooners where there's a, a drop ball and he just, you know, he just would ignore the ball and just fucking kick the other bloke in the bollocks as hard as he could. Guy's thigh with his studs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway. Happy days. Football ain't what it was. So anyway, on to page two. Uh, before the Melchester defence realised what was happening... Uh, yeah, oh no, sorry, I missed a bit off the front page there because Roy's just been clattered by Chris Cook um, of Western Villa. Uh, uh, Chris, go- good grief, Chris Cook has nailed him! Go on, Chris! Shouts a fan. Uh, so it, it's pretty much like that. It's like what you've just said. The club cunt has just steamed in there from the kickoff and uh, nailed Roy. Before the Melchester defence realised what was happening, uh, Cook is just running through the entire Melchester team like a knife through butter. Uh, he's already halfway to our goal. Come on, Melchester, sort him out. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and he, he hits a shot from 40 yards. So is that? That's his shooting from 40 yards. No chance. Oh, you fuck think so, do you? Uh, convinced the ball was going wide, Charlie Carter reacted too late. <laughs> Carter thinks to himself, oh, n- no. <laughs> and it's the post. I'm big goes problem in. for old Charlie. <laughs> Charlie, um, daydreaming. <laughs> Thinking uh, Charlie of life back home. Charlie, expect early attack. Back home on planes. <laughs> Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. It's in! <laughs> Off the upright! Yes! Um, amazing. That would be a great goal to watch in real life. Mm. Uh, of course, the fans are nattering away there. Talk about a hit or miss effort, but it counts. Melchester are one down after 15 seconds. Vela, Vela. Uh, Roy standing there with his hands on his hips and looking mournfully down at the ground. It says Roy was furious with himself. And they're kicking off again, just a few seconds after they already have. And Roy says, come on, Rob, let's see if we can do a little better this time. <laughs> a little better. <laughs> I think you need to do a lot better, Roy. You fucked it right up, pal. Um, let's go for it, Rovers. Shout out the fans. And Rovers do indeed start knocking it around. It's one of them nice uh, pictures of uh, from quite far away, like up in the, at the gantry. Uh Getting a good view of the whole action and the lines on the grass as the ball's pinged around. This is more like it. A great move. Roy's got Kenny Logan free on his right. And he does indeed give it to Logan. Logan's away! Um, Watch him cut in for one of his favourite cross shots. Opines. A fucking crowd member. We'll see if he does or not over the pitch. Johnny Opinion, Uh, as he's known to the other fans. These fuckers! Oh my god! They're the the thing is that it's the entire crowd. Yeah. They're all as bad as each other. It's the most opinionated fucking crowd in football. They probably are the sort of team that. Do you ever? I know, like I've re- ranted before many times about the whole kind of trope of they love their football up here. Often said about the Newcastle yeah. fans, but various fans as yeah. if. Only certain fans love their football. The other fans aren't that bothered. They just go along for something to do, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> the the other thing that you hear people say about fans, and sometimes I've heard players say it about West Ham fans, and I just think, what? It's supposed to be a compliment. They go, I really like those fans, and I love playing for that club because they're extremely knowledgeable about football. Knowledgeable, yeah. Right? Yeah, and yeah. you go, what? That partic- those fans really were knowledgeable about football. Again, creating a distinction as if the, another set of fans <laughs> at another club were less knowledgeable. What the fuck does thick. that mean? I mean, <laughs> have I heard them going, well, West Ham fans are great because they're very knowledgeable about football. First of all, I think, yeah. no, I'm fucking not. Are you counting me in that? I'm not particularly yeah. knowledgeable. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, what, think, what does that mean? Like, I could name... I know Dave Swindlehurst. Do you know what I mean? I know he yeah. played for West Ham and... You know where he works now. I know where he works now. Does football. that count as being knowledgeable about football? <laughs> I think it's weird that I know that. I wish I didn't, but I do. I mean, I think probably 4% of football fans are genuinely knowledgeable. But then what is there to know? I'm not yeah, sure exactly. there's that much to That's know. That's what I think. Football. What is there to fucking know? It's all a bit... It's just it's, a yeah, bunch of lads kicking cultish. a ball around. Yeah, that's a children's game. Um, they say that about snooker fans as well. Very knowledgeable crowd here at the Crucible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, the nice red. Now you have to pop the blue. <laughs> it's the turn of the blue next. Yeah, I fucking know you that, con. You, you've got a good angle on the blue, but don't forget you've got to go up for the yellow soon. After that, it's the pink. <laughs> you get six points for no, that. Oh, no, thank you no, very James, much, the, Con. No, James, it's the green after the yellow. I told you. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm not knowledgeable enough yet. <laughs> I taught you the song Snooker Loopy. They sing it in order of the colours. That's how you know. Pop the red. Oh, sorry. Then screw back. Screw back. For the yellow, green, brown, blue, pink and black. Chas and Dave wrote that, you know. At my school, we made it about incest. Fuck your mum then. <laughs> screw back for your mum. For your auntie and your sister and your uncle, Jack. Incest. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we, have I never told you that? Incest, loop, no. peanuts are we. We all <laughs> fuck our family. <laughs> oh, Brilliant. <laughs> we used to sing that all the time. <laughs> Fuck your mum then. Screw. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they don't. I bet they don't sing that at Herodian school. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kenny Logan's on on the run. Uh, a, a despairing tackle just clipped the Scottish winger's boot. Um, late tackle, nearly a penalty. And Logan goes, ow, wow! Uh, Roy goes over to take the free kick. Uh, go on, Roy, have a go. From there, says another one, don't be daft. You try and drop it on Richard's head, says the fellow at the front who thinks he's knowledgeable. Yeah, I know what he's going to do. I know football. Um, as Roy placed the ball for the free kick, um, we see uh, a fan shouting hooray um, and it's, uh, it's coming from a radio he's holding a radio oh, no. in the air oh, radio uh, as well is getting radio involved fans. Uh, um, hold up the red wireless so we can all hear <laughs> hold up your tranny <laughs> uh, who scored mate says another one I'm not your fucking mate <laughs> fuck off cunt <laughs> Wait till you see... Uh, Sorry. Put Radio 1 on! <laughs> <laughs> Paul Gambaccini does the American chart at this time of day. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, Toto have a, have, a, have a new single out that's hit the it's top of the... It's not even due to be out in the UK until January. We can hear it now. It's called Africa. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I've just remembered that um, after, oh, yeah. after telling you the... Um, incest loopy song from yes. my playground days um i've got a book at i think around christmas I, I i read something i read about it in another book it was referenced and i 
looked it up online and got it because I thought this could be a really great deep dive and it's been sitting here in the Vita Modular under a pile of other books for ages and I've forgotten to tell you about it but just as I told you that and you said oh they weren't singing that uh, I picked it out and it's called The Law and Language of School Children well it's by two people called Iona and Peter Opie and I'll read you what it says in the book it says, first published in 1959, Iona and Peter Opie's Ooh. The Law and Language of School Children is a path-breaking work of scholarship that is also splendid and enduring work of literature. Stepping outside the nursery with its assortment of parent-approved entertainments to observe and investigate the day-to-day creative intelligence and activities of children. The Opie's bring to life the rights and rhymes, jokes and jeers, laws, games and secret spells of what has been called the greatest of savage tribes and the only one which shows no signs of dying out. It's basically a a massive... Yeah, the kids. It's a massive compendium of the (laughs) shit. And I don't know whether (laughs) Incest Loopy is in here because it was first (laughs) published in 1959 and... and I, I think it's unlikely. Given that Snooker Loopy was, came out in 1986 or whatever it was, I'm probably, probably not. <laughs> Maybe there's an update. Updated an update, chapter. This book, of it, yeah. this book was updated in 1986 in response to the release of the song Snooper, Snooker Loopy <laughs> by Chas and Dave, which became a popular favourite in playgrounds up and down the line. Anyway, I've opened it at random. And the All one right. I... It's the children's calendar. And funnily enough, it opens on something that we've just had in real life, which is show Tuesday and the first thing I've seen is in the West Country in remote farmsteads on Exmoor and in the Brendan Halls children still give voice to the wistful entreaty tippity tippity tin give me a pancake and I will come in tippity tippity toe give me a pancake and I will go so this is the sort of shit there is on every page in this book and I'm thinking diveable there's fucking loads of them Pancake day, pancake day. Don't let the pancakes frizzle away. <laughs> well, we, we love little songs like that. Oh, you've got your showering song, haven't you? Yeah, you do. And listen, we've had it, plenty of it's, others. It's all in different parts of the country as well. So we'll find things in Sunderland and in my part mm. of London. This is from that one I just sung was from Pontypool. This one's from Aberystwyth. Toss the pancakes, toss the pancakes, turn the pancakes over. <laughs> <laughs> ten episodes of us just singing those little songs like that is going to be a big hit at Tideswell in the peak of Derbyshire the custom renowned in the literature of barring out the schoolmaster was in 1938 still being practised on Shrove Tuesday morning the children rode to school on poles <laughs> what <laughs> taking turns taking turns to carry each other. They then rushed into the schoolhouse in a body and locked the door against the headmaster, shouting at the tops of their voices, Barley, Master Barley, Barley in a spoon. If you don't give us a holiday, we'll bar you out till noon. (laughs) That's fucking mad. I will. You'll have to send me what the name of this is and I will acquire a copy. Yeah, I can't believe it's taken me down. What's it called? I bought it on a whim, and I thought, obviously, I'll tell Andy about this. And it's just, I found it under a pile. It just, I must have opened it around Christmas and forgotten about it. It's called The Law and Language of School Children, right? Apparently, it's really regarded as a classic. I mean, you wouldn't be able to do it now, because no one, if you just said, oh, listen, uh, we're a couple of academics, and we're doing a study on what school children say and do, 
uh, can we hang around in your can playground in? and just listen to them? <laughs> yeah. We're just listening. That's all. <clears throat> listening and watching. Uh, is that okay? Making We're doing notes. it at schools all over the country. We've been to Aberystwyth already. Here, I'll tell you the run and the rhymes we learned if you want. <laughs> we were trying to sell a dog to a posh girl down in there, but <laughs> it was a dog. Oh, well, truth be told, it wasn't a fighting dog, but we we told them and we were being up. We thought it could be retrained as a fighting dog and that could be monetized. <laughs> That's what they were looking for. So we thought we were offering them a good deal, but I can't tell you, they were not interested in the least. So. Very you weird. Know, there's, that's, there's now as queer as folk. It was a, it was a good dog. That's schools for you, though. That was it. Could have if they didn't want it to fight, they could have. I don't know. They could have cooked it or, or something like that. Put it in the school dinners, but they just weren't interested. Not in the least. They could have put it to work posh. somehow. <laughs> that's posh schools for you. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get back to the story of the Rovers thing because we're. <laughs> Got distracted a couple of times now. Um, but I will get a copy of that book. Roy plays the ball. Yeah, there's the radio. Uh, Roy thinks, heck, there are radios everywhere. All tuned to the Walford semi-final. <laughs> and there's a fan uh, listening to his radio. Tranny. I Trevor Brinsden at first. We, we used to call them tranny boys. Tranny. Did you tranny call them boys. that? It's a very different thing now. I know, yeah. yeah. We didn't mean yeah. it like that. But people just say, oh, look, there is tranny boy. Because there'd always be yeah. certain people on the terrace who had their little tranny every week, wouldn't they? Yeah, with the aerial sticking up in yeah. the air. He's uh, extendable aerial. Uh, mm. And this fan says, Walford have scored through Joe Bellamy. It's 1-0 to Walford. Weow! Weow. the fans. I guess these are Melchester fans. They're wearing red and white. They've come in because Western Villa are in blue. Yeah. But you've got but there's people with Villa it's banners not, I, 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 this is white. really confusing I think that they're both playing in away kits which is the sort of thing that you could imagine are. happening in an FA Cup semi-final because That's although at Western Villa are playing in blue their fans are all dressed in red and white yeah uh, it's, it's so neutral, it's confusing yeah neutral ground isn't it so they're probably and really well, and, and actually Melchester fans dress in red and yellow not red and white well, exactly. But I thought they were maybe dressed in the away colours because Manchester oh, are wearing their away colours. That really is Lamparty. We have, to, yeah, exactly. Wouldn't put it past them at all. No, I'm going to do a away uh, game, mother. So I'll need, uh, mother. Where's my shirt? My Melchester shirt. You know I'm going to the football. Well, it's there, darling, on the clothes horse no. on the era. It should be dry by now. But this is the home club. This is the home shirt. You know I'm going to an away game today. How could I possibly wear a home shirt to an away game, you stupid old sow? I look idiotic. Where is it? <laughs> is it bring, still in my laundry basket? There's nothing for it. You shall have to hand wash it and then dry it in the tumble dryer. <laughs> uh, so he said, Walford have scored through Joe Bellamy. It's 1-0 to Walford. Weow! Says another fan. The Villa fans began a mocking chant. Walford one, Melbourne nil. Villa one, Rovers nil. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much in the style of the law and language of school children. That yeah. Uh, in schools in Melchester, Roy, they used Roy's to sing face. the following. His his face in this is priceless. It, it is properly like a fucking slapped arsehole Right, he is, he is really He's lost it. His teeth. He doesn't usually like to show anger, although he feels it a lot, and we know that because 
through his uh, the thought bubbles, we get insight to his yeah. inner like, monologue. But outwardly, he likes to always give across like... But he's aged, I would say, a good 20 years yeah. in this shot. The anger just suddenly shrinks yeah. his face into... It, oh, it, it looks like he's just eaten a fucking lemon, doesn't it? He's got his teeth gritted and he's uh, gone red in the oh, face. Oh, fucking fuming oh. here. Oh. And then in the next the next frame, he gets the ball and he just... He says it. He says it out loud. Walford, that's all I ever hear about. <laughs> and then he hits a shot. Um... And hit it, racy! Someone shouts. Fucking back of the net, straight in. Uh, yes! And there's the Rovers fans, indeed, behind the goal in their uh, their red and yellow. So over further into the magazine comic, call it what you want. Continued from colour pages, it said. Um, <laughs> Blackie says, uh, "What a dig!" I don't think I've ever seen you hit the ball so hard. Yeah. I mean, fucking hell. And I've been playing football with you for about 35 years now, Roy. And Roy is still livid. His fists are clenched. And he says, it's easy when you're annoyed, Blackie. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine it's Joe Bellamy's fucking head. So there we are. It's 1-1. Roy, well supported by Rob Richards, was hungry for more goals, it says. Uh, brilliant running, shouts someone. Finish it off, Roy. Whack it. <laughs> Whack the cunt. <laughs> uh, but keeper comes out, Villa keeper comes out, dives at Roy's feet and collects the ball. Um, Roy goes tumbling over the top. Uh, the Villa keeper had to make the save of his life. Oh. A Villa found themselves penned in their own half. Uh, there's a header from that might be Rob Richards who's had a haircut I think um, his, his hair is now distinctly different from Roy's whereas they were looking quite similar before so he heads it keeper plucks it out of the air just below the crossbar uh, good thing their keeper's on form what a save that's a fucking that's a fucking Melchester fan saying that good thing their keeper's on form yeah what? fucking hell should be fucking gutted yeah. Almost 2-1. God. Fair play is the only way. Applaud effort, that, even if it's the other team. It's not that much of a good save. I mean, he catches it in both hands. Yeah, straight at him, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Uh, the way Rovers are playing, it'll be 10-1, says one. I mean, that's overconfidence. Uh, wrap up and switch on the tranny. See if Walford is still in front. Wrap up. <laughs> what are you going to wrap up for? Wrap up warm. Um, wrap up as in shut up. Don't know. Um, suffering stars. <laughs> says, the says the tranny owner. Uh, who does he look like? I'm trying to think. <laughs> don't know. Yeah, he looks like don't Ray Parler, doesn't he? Generic blonde curly head. He looks a bit like Ray Parler. Yeah. you say? tint of ginger yeah suffering yeah. stars he says what is it the crowd it sounds like the crowd are going mad he says they are this is incredible half time was only a few minutes away uh, fuck me he's got a fucking iPod this is really weird because that this is like something from the future 
It's like you, you see that sometimes, don't you? What is it? Yeah. There's certain films or TV shows where you see someone holding a piece of modern day technology. Yeah. It's that. It's a. Oh. I wouldn't say it's a current generation. You're not looking at an iPhone 14 here, but you are. What's an iPod? Look, it's the original it's, MP3 it's the, it's, player, it's isn't it? It came out like 20 years ago. Yeah, it's the iPod. One of the ones that just played MP3s, mm. and they stopped making them. One of the ones that you could you get like 14,000 songs on. I had one of them. I had one of them. I've still got one. They're worth a few bob now, because you Do, can't get them anymore. I'll tell you when my dad said, he went, what's so good about that? And I went, Dad, I can walk around with a thousand songs in my pocket. And he went, how ridiculous. He went, yes. <laughs> he went, Why? He, yeah, he went, you wouldn't even, you, I don't even, you probably don't even know 1,000 songs. Why would you need a thousand songs? You don't need one thousand songs. And I said, "Go on." And I went, "Yes, I do." And he, no, literally, before you say this is a joke, he actually said, "Because I always remember this." He went, "Oh, really? Name them." I was going to say, "Name two hundred now." No, we'll he, see if you can. He, he wanted me to name a thousand <laughs> songs, and because yeah. I wouldn't, that was his proof that the iPod mm. was shit and would never catch on. Incredible. <laughs> You've made my point for you. You could barely yes. I doubt a man like you, if you can call yourself a man, a boy, could not even name ten songs. Absolutely no moral fibre whatsoever. <laughs> All that spills from your life from your mouth, it it seems, is balderdash and lies. Liquid shit. <laughs> I shouldn't have named you Sam. I should have named you Diarrhea Mouth. <laughs> Good day. Enjoy your absurd little device. <laughs> oh God. Uh. So yeah, he's got his iPod, his iPod there from uh, in 1984. It's a red one as well. It's nice. Um. Half time was just a few minutes away. And he says, I'll give Roy Race a shout. Oh, this is a this is a Villa fan, isn't it? He's in the red and white. I'll give Roy Race a shout as he goes past. When he hears what's happening in the other semi-final, it'll really put him off his game. <laughs> Roy Race is a player, manager and captain of one of the most successful teams in football at this point in time. England International. And yet he's letting stuff like this get inside his nut mm. and put him off. He's got absolutely no, you know, emotional strength whatsoever. It's all pathetic. these, all these fans feel that they can really get inside his nut directly from the stands as well. They generally do, and they do, and that's not do. good either. I mean, I no. don't think. I bet Swindlehurst in his playing career, you know, all right, he might have not had the talent of a Roy Race, but I don't think you'd have allowed fans to pick him out on the pitch and sort of live in his head rent free. Yeah, he wouldn't have got tranny boys getting inside his head every Saturday afternoon. Not swindles. But, uh, yeah. Well, there you go. That's the end, and we'll find out. It says um, next week, uh, more mounting tension in the two semi-finals next Saturday. Uh, marks out of 10 for that. Uh, I'm giving that an eight and a half it felt quite generic I'm giving it an eight and a half I, I, I quite like ones where it's all action on the pitch but I'm never yeah. going to give an all, all pitch one eight and uh, over an eight and a half there's, because there's not much for us to work with for me you need texture you need on and off yeah. the pitch and for it to approach a ten having a bit with Penny is mandatory 
I would have said so, yeah, Penny's yeah. got to be involved. Yeah. Uh, to please us. If funny. there's no pen, there won't be a ten. That's my motto when it comes to rating Roy the Rovers episodes. <laughs> you, can, you can write write that into the back cover of the Law and Language of School Children now. <laughs> Alongside um, the uh, the added chapter about um, incest, incest loopy. loopy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's it then. We'll be back with more and find out what happens next uh, next week. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.